1: In our number three of the program here on Wednesday morning, and coming up after this program, you'll have South Coast Now with Chris McCarthy. Mayor Mitchell should be back with him today, and they can talk about this decision or this um, request by the mayor to have the city council amend the problem property ordinance to make it so that they can be they can come down on landlords quicker in terms of those who are having repeated problems. So instead of waiting to get to 25 violations to be able to charge them the maximum amount of money, which is $300 per violation, they would instead only need to get to seven fines before they hit the maximum. They would still get the first one as just a warning because let's face it, sometimes that's going to happen. Sometimes you're going to have issues that come up that the landlord is not aware of. And so you want to give them the opportunity to go and speak to the tenant, to find out what's going on, to take care of the problem. But then you have those who just ignore it again and again and again and again. And waiting until it gets to 24 violations to hit them with the maximum seems like you're giving them way too much leeway. But also as part of this, there would be an amnesty program involved so that if you do get violations – And then you go, so obviously, you know, you've only got seven violations now before you're paying the maximum. But what would happen is if you could go a year without getting a violation, then it would wipe away what you have. You would get a reset. You get to start over. So it gives some fairness to those who actually are trying to take care of the problem rather than, you know, punishing them for, you know, having that stay as a black mark on them when they've already taken care of the issue. So you get a reset. As as Mayor Mitchell referred to it, as a carrot and stick approach. And I think that it will help. But I also wonder how many of these really, and, and Mayor Mitchell can probably answer this better when he comes in, but how many of these problem landlords that are already hitting maximum fines are, are not going to care. The other part of it too is, you know, you get fined enough, you're going to turn around and start charging that of your your tenants by raising their rent. So it is a balance, but it is also a problem. They've, they've tried to address this, the administration, the city council, they've tried to keep keep on this problem over the years. But it's still an issue, especially now with the changes to trash pickup, the changes to what you can throw away, the changes to the bulky item process, that you've probably got people who are just doing things the wrong way and and don't care. So you've got to hit them in the wallet a little bit sooner to make them care. And it sounds like from the conversation and from the press release, it sounds like the city council president, the new president, Naomi Carney, is open to having this discussion. Now, whether or not the council votes to agree with Mayor Mitchell's proposed changes remains to be seen, but she's at least willing to take it up and discuss it and, and, and address the issue. They might have a different approach, a different idea. But Mayor Mitchell said last year in his State of the City address that cleaning up the city was something that was going to be a major focus, certainly of 2023 and, and now of the next four years. That's why... He's behind the nip bottle ban. That's why he wanted to get the trash situation solved when it came time for the new contract. That's why they're having the discussions with parallel products so that when the refuse site has to shut down, the landfill has to shut down because it can't take any more trash, there's an alternative. He's trying to be proactive about those Uh, You know A major major issue And I say it all the time What do people care about When they live In a city More than anything They care about If They turn on the faucet And the water comes on And they can drink it They care about If it snows The roads are plowed And they care about If there's trash pickup Available The trash is picked up Those three things at the very least, you've got a supply to your residence. And those three things are what make for a better living experience. And I think that that's the goal here. You're never going to beat litter. You're never going to... Human nature is always going to play a part of this. And unfortunately, some people's nature is to roll down the window and throw something out as they're driving by. Some people's nature is to... Put the trash in the barrel outside, but not tie up the bag and not cover the barrel. Some people's nature is to just throw the bag outside and not put it in the barrel. You're always going to be combating that and fighting it. But if you can can have a widespread approach to trying to fix the problem, then those few outliers don't make it as, as, as bad as it could be. We've taken numerous calls from people that say the biggest issue in their mind when it comes to litter isn't nip bottles on the ground. It isn't scratch tickets on the ground, both of which are an issue. Empty, you know, Dunkin' cups everywhere. But those aren't the biggest issue. The biggest issue are people putting out their trash and not securing it. So it gets knocked over, it gets blown over, the lid gets blown open, trash gets blown everywhere. And it's not just about getting the trash out into the barrel. God, the worst thing that I see and and people do this all the time is they'll put trash in the recycling bin. Loose trash in the recycling bin. Things that don't belong in the recycling bin. So that when the recycling truck comes by the way let me just point this out because a lot of people don't realize this. If you live in the city and you live in a building that is serviced not by city trash pickup, but by commercial trash pickup. You know, there's there's all these different rules about who the city picks up for. And so some landlords with multi-unit buildings, they have commercial service that comes and picks up the trash. And if you have a recycling bin, it's still the city of New Bedford that picks up your recycling, not your private hauler. And if that's the case... You have to put that recycling out. They'll go back and pick up your barrels from the back of your house or the side of your house or wherever it may be. They're not going to go pick up your recycling bin because that's a city thing. And the city's not going into your yard to pick it up. They need it to be out on the street. So you still have to, as a resident, somebody has to bring that recycling to be picked up. What ends up happening? Nobody does that. They just keep shoving stuff in the barrel. They're trying to do the right thing by recycling. But what are they putting in there? Plastic bottles. Laundry detergent. Milk jugs. Cardboard boxes. The wind comes. Top gets blown open. All that stuff that's in there loose gets blown all around and ends up all over the city. So... Little things like that can make a big difference. Little things like knowing that somebody, have a recycling captain for your building. I know it sounds dorky and stupid, but you need to have it. Or at least take it upon yourself if somebody hasn't moved that barrel down to do it. I am terrible about remember remembering to recycle things. but I always remember to put the recycling bin out to have it picked up because I know what happens if it just sits there full of stuff. There's, you know, I mean, I'm good with cans. I'm good with plastic water bottles, but I'll empty out like a a bottle of vinegar and throw it in the trash and then say, Oh no, no, wait, no. I'm supposed to rinse that out and put it in the recycling bin. And it'll take me, you know, I'll throw away a cardboard box from a, package of instant mashed potatoes or something. And that, oh, wait, I'm supposed to recycle that too. Like, I'm terrible about remembering that. But once it's in the barrel, I remember to put that barrel out because I'm not going to go pick that stuff up when it blows all over the yard. So what do you think? Is it time to crack down more on these problem property landlords? Are you a landlord that has been caught up in this, but yet, you know, you're not an absentee landlord. You're somebody that does care and you're battling with your tenants to not have to pay these fines. 508 996 I do think that there has to be responsibility on the part of the tenant. And there isn't enough of that. There is not enough. I, I see it on social media in those groups where it's people looking for apartments. People that post apartments that they have to rent. And there's a disconnect in what is expected of a landlord and of of a renter. First of all, it doesn't help that people don't actually know what the laws and the rules are. They just know what they've read online from somebody else telling them what the rules are. Like I saw somebody who said the other day, it's January. You can't evict me. What do you mean? You can't evict people in the wintertime? No, you totally can. If you go through the process, you totally can. You're thinking of they can't turn off your heat in the wintertime. But that's the thing, is people just repeat what they hear instead of knowing what their actual rule, rules and rights are. And then it just creates confusion and creates a problem and creates a rift and then it's not going to get solved. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
0: Good morning, and it's a beautiful morning for a change.
1: Yes. A little cold, but, but nice out there, nice and sunny.
0: All right. Uh, I like to comment on two of the subjects, and I'll start with the trash first. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I do, and unfortunately the trash people don't like it, is there's holes on both the cover and the body of the uh, trash barrels. And I've usually put bungee cords on to keep the covers from flipping off. And when I have them out there, the uh, trash guys don't like that. I've found on many occasions, if I don't unhook it on the day that they pick it up, they'll literally break off the bungee cords. Mm. You know, which is really, you know... I get it, but they don't want to do that extra minute, and I'm not blaming them, but I'm just saying from past experience that they'll break off the bungee cord. And they say, well, don't you understand the reason why it's on here? That way it doesn't blow all over the street. But they just want to zip in and zip out. They don't like being um, back, bad term, but tied down to dealing with this. And um, that's part of the problem, too. I mean, we can secure it. Like I said, the holes are there but they just don't want to deal with it. So I think that's a problem as well. And if you went back to the uh, the last group that was uh, doing our trash, they had a machine that would pick it up. So the bungee cord would definitely would have been an impediment um, for those type of trucks. So you, you kind of get that little problem there. Mm-hmm. And on the second point, dealing with the uh, residency uh, requirement, I was just thinking you when know, I was listening to your talk uh this morning. It says, maybe it says something about the city that no they, you know people from the outside don't want to live here you, you know what I'm saying I mean, why don't they want to live here you know you know what I'm so, saying
1: I do know what you're saying, and I don't know that that's necessarily the case because of the type of employees that we're talking about here. We're talking about the unit C, the managerial employees. So we're talking about people that have already started their careers and have already been working at this for a while and have probably already made the investment of buying a home somewhere else. So you're talking about somebody that might be, you know, five years into a 30 year mortgage living in Lakeville. And now you're saying, well, you know, you're going to get penalized if you don't live in New Bedford and they don't have enough equity in their home yet to to put it on the market to be able to then go buy something in New Bedford. Or or maybe maybe they don't want to because it's the home that they've always wanted to have and they, they love their home.
0: That's a good point, too. But I figured I'd throw that curve out there as well, you know, uh, is it a reflection upon the city that nobody really wants to be here. So those were the two points I just wanted to make. Uh, I, I try my best. Like I said, I get the the bungee cords. It, it'll be on, you know, when the trash trash barrels are in the yard, especially if I know it's going to be a rainy day but or windy day, I should say. But when you put them outside, yeah, they're not happy about that. You know, uh, I found them broken or torn off the uh, barrel. So um, it's part of the issue, too.
1: No, oh, absolutely. Thank you for the call. You have a great day. You too. And uh, I used to do that when I had problems with uh, some wild animals getting into my trash. I, would, uh, I had a cinder block, and it wasn't a full, big cinder block. I had a cinder block wall that went around the property. It was a hill. So, like this this wall kind of cut through the hill, you know, if you can figure out, you know, what I'm, if you can kind of picture it in your head. And there were times that some of the cinder blocks would break down in the driveway and fall and they'd have to be replaced. So, I had a piece of one of the cinder blocks, maybe weighed two pounds, that I would put on top of the trash to keep the lid closed and to keep, to make it so the raccoons couldn't open up the barrel lid. And the, People that would come and pick up the trash Would, instead of taking that off And I tried to remember to take it off I usually left in the mornings Before The trash came When I was a cook But when I started working here When I first started working here especially I worked afternoons I started at noon So I would sleep later And I wouldn't leave the house till 10 or 11 in the morning And the trash had already come And so I wouldn't get to go out there And take that cinder block off and instead of just taking the cinder block off and putting it next to the barrel or you could have actually because of the way that this wall was in the hill the wall was right behind the trash barrels i put the barrels right in front of the wall which was maybe three feet high four feet high they could have put put it on top of that wall right there they instead would pick it up and throw it so it'd be in like different portions of my yard and, you know, if I didn't find it before I mowed the lawn, I certainly found it when I tried to go over with the lawnmower. But I just, like, don't you understand what I'm doing? And this, this was guys coming off the truck, picking it up and, and dumping it. I, was, I I get it. I, I try to remember to take it off. But if I don't do it, I'm doing it for the better. And I'm sorry that I made you take one more second. I I mean... I, I don't know what else. To do. I mean, if I heard them out there, I'd try to run out there and take it off for them. But they did the same thing with my barrels. Instead of just placing them back down, they would throw them. They couldn't walk the two feet from the truck to go put them back where they got them from. They would just throw them off the truck and they'd be all over the place. And now I'm going to get the phone calls from the people who say, don't you understand how much time we spend? Don't you understand how much money I spent every month in having that trash picked up? that I deserve to have what I expected for my money. If you call and get the newspaper delivered and the newspaper delivery person doesn't put the newspaper where you want it, you have every right to call and complain about that. If you want it dropped on the door or put in the tube and the person doesn't do that, they instead whip it and it's halfway across your yard and you have to go out looking for it in the morning, wouldn't you call and complain? Well, I would expect that the same thing happens with my trash barrels. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. All right. Welcome back in. Uh, We have uh, only a few seconds here before we have to go into the news. So, caller, hang on. We will get to you when we come back on the other side of the news. But before we go into the newsroom, I'm wondering how many of you out there were talking about, you know, earlier in the program talking about jobs and being able to find work. Some of you out there are probably looking for something, you know, a little bit part-time. You're not looking necessarily for uh, the the full-time work. You're not looking necessarily for something that will require you for to work 40 hours a week or more, but maybe you're looking to just have something that will supplement your income or supplement your retirement or anything else like that. Well, the perfect job for that is driving for Trembly Bus because not only do you get to help Students get to school, you get to put some money in your pocket as well. Trembley Bus Company desperately needs school bus drivers, monitors, and van drivers. It's a great job for retirees, stay-at-home parents, and anyone looking to earn great pay while supporting local students. If you are interested but you don't have your CDL, they're willing to train you if you're willing to learn. So all you have to do to find out about this is visit tbcbus.com, Trembley Bus Company. TBCBus.com and you can join Trembly Bus today and help kids get to school and help you get a little bit more money in your pocket. So uh, we are going to go now into the news with Phil. We're going to find out all the headlines of the day. And on the other side of that, we'll take more of your calls, 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on app chat or open line voicemail on the WBSM app. But now all the headlines of the day with Phil.
2: Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM newsroom. This is WBSM News.
0: The
3: GOP presidential primary battle is moving on to New Hampshire after former President Trump scored a decisive, victory in the Iowa caucuses. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley was the first to arrive in the Granite State.
1: We've been here for 11 months. We've done over 75 town halls. We have been in Red Arrow Donner before and so we're going to continue to talk to people. She
3: came in third in Iowa behind Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. A new CNN poll shows Haley has trimmed Trump's lead to single digits in New Hampshire with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at a dismal five percent. On Tuesday night, ABC News announced it's canceling its primary debate without Trump or Haley. At this point, it's unclear if there will be another primary debate. The oldest member of the U.S. Senate is hospitalized. The office of Chuck Grassley says the 90-year-old Republican is receiving antibiotic infusions to treat an infection. His office said Tuesday the eight-term senator from Iowa is in good spirits and will return to work as soon as possible following doctor's orders. His press secretary says Grassley is expected to make a full recovery. A group of Democratic senators are calling for a freeze on U.S. military aid to Israel. Nine Democrats and one Republican on Tuesday voted to support a resolution by independent Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont that would have given the State Department 30 days to report human rights violations committed during Israel's war against Hamas and to freeze military aid if it failed to meet the deadline. The Senate voted overwhelmingly to table the resolution. A New York Times poll last month showed a growing number of Democratic voters disapprove of President Biden's handling of the Conflict in the Middle East. The American Cancer Society is out today with its 2024 projections and yearly stats. Michael
1: Kastner with more. Since 1991, there's been a 33% drop in cancer deaths in the United States, but certain cancers are on the rise. Colon cancer is now the leading cause of cancer deaths among people under 50. Prostate and breast cancer are once again the leading cancer diagnosis in males and females, respectively. For the first time ever, the ACS projects over 2 million people will be diagnosed with cancer this year. The Chief Science Officer at the ACS recommends exercise is a great way to combat possible future diagnosis. I'm Michael Kastner.
3: Ratings for the Emmy Awards hit a record low. The 75th Annual Emmy Awards, hosted by Anthony Anderson, had an audience of 4.3 million total viewers. The show received a 0.85 rating among adults aged 18 to 49, which is a new low for the awards show. According to Nielsen data, this was the first time the Emmy Awards aired against an NFL playoff game, which could have played a role in the Ratings. Fox is expected to share final numbers on the award show once they become available today. A UMass Dartmouth student reported missing has been found dead. An extensive ground and water search led police to his body around the New Bedford Fairhaven line Tuesday. Flordon Flo Bazile was a champion sprinter who held the UMass Dartmouth record for the 100-yard dash. And two men charged in the killing of a man in Brockton have been ordered held without bail. Prosecutors say surveillance video shows 18-year-old Jamal Bazile shooting charges. Joe Arujo multiple times at a restaurant Friday. 22-year-old Nathan Vega is also charged with murder. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. Gerard Mayo will be introduced as the New England Patriots' new head coach at a noon press conference today. The Boston Celtics host the San Antonio Spurs tonight at TD Garden, and the Boston Bruins host the Colorado Avalanche Thursday. Now your forecast with ABC6 arctic air mass is in place across the immediate region uh, triggering single digits uh, the windchill values this morning under mostly clear skies as we head into the afternoon they'll only reach the teens under mostly sunny skies so don't be fooled by the sunshine bundle up and also just be very careful especially on the sidewalks if they haven't been treated you will find yourself with slippery conditions from the abc6 weather center i'm meteorologist sidel carmen on new, Bedford's new- news talk station 1420 wbsm i'm phil Devitt for wbsm news stay up to date with new bedford's news talk station wbsm and get breaking news alerts with the wbsm app (laughs)
1: Sixty-fifth birthday to Susanna Hoffs. Still have the biggest crush on Susanna Hoffs when she gives that side eye in the walk like an Egyptian video. My heart melts every time. But also fantastic musician and uh, and also a fun social media follower too. She's 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 a fun social media follow. Uh, she's a lot of fun and shares a lot of information and stuff. I I, I do like following certain celebrities on social media because they go kind of beyond just using it as a tool for promotion and you get to kind of get an inside look at their lives and certainly i love following the musicians that i like because you never know when they're going to put up a little something where maybe they're playing a song or trying out a new song and, and soliciting and asking for your opinions so anyway 508-996-0500 good morning you're next on wbsm
2: hey Tim. good morning morning hey I, I, w- I sincerely wish you the best with the procedure you got coming up. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to put you in my prayers. You're very welcome. I, I know how that goes, and I just um, I really do. I, I've been thinking about that and you, so I'll uh, I'll put you in my prayers, and 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 hopefully everything's good, and, and, and it's a memory uh, very soon. Um, that being said, Tim, as far as the bridge goes, um, you know the bridge. Many times I've been inconvenienced by that damn thing, but I, I don't see this as taking away the inconvenience of the bridge because for most of us I think we count on that bridge opening we're told it opens at a certain time but we know that's not the case. Uh, you can plan on it and you'll get there and be like okay now why is it open because it's not supposed to open till I, I, I forget if it's 20, I avoid it at all costs but I think it's twenty past twenty past the hour. I think my wife had it down, but once again, you'd show up at ten past and it's open. So I think, first of all, you should change the boating laws. There should be a schedule on that where we can plan it. Like, okay, at the top of the hour, every two hours, we can plan on that bridge is going to be open. Because I think now for most of us, it's a crapshoot, and it's, and most people are traumatizing it over the bridge to hopefully not get that yellow light in front of. Um, fathoms where all of a sudden you're stuck there for the next you know 15 20 minutes so for me i I, and this is just my my opinion my humble opinion i hope is that it's not really the bridge it's it's the opening of it no matter what kind of bridge you put in the fact that you're going to have to wait and not know what time and when it's all kind of the same in my opinion um there's some days and i'll finish with this and tim i appreciate the time but sometimes these days when i don't have anywhere to go and it's a warm summer day or it's a nice spring day. I'm sitting on the bridge looking around thinking, this is kind of nice. Yeah. I, I don't mean being stuck there, but I planned on it. I didn't have anywhere to go. Now, if I was working, that's a whole nother story. But there's some days I think, you know, this is kind of a nice area to live in. And, and I get it. The bridge is an inconvenience. But at this moment, I've got a little music on. The sun's shining. I'm looking out at the hurricane deck. It's kind of nice. But, I, I, I mean, that's very rarely. But that being said. That's my gripe, is the, the, the lack of when we know it's opening, and the fact that we just have to sit there. So, to me, we're spending all this money for what?
1: Well, I mean, the other problem is, is this bridge keeps breaking down, and it's getting harder and harder to get the parts to be able to replace it. So, it has to get replaced.
2: Uh, years ago, Tim, do you remember they, they, they took it, they floated it upstream, I believe, and they they supposedly did all these repairs, and they, they painted it, and they sandblasted it the whole nine yards. And then they brought it back, and then um, it didn't work. Like I think it was the, that the first day, they got it back going, and then they put a winch on it, and, and a, a simple winch, and it, and it, and it opened. After all that money spent supposedly on revamping this bridge, and uh, that's where we're at. So I don't know. I would think that, you know, I, I think there's something you can do to upgrade the mechanism. For $200 million, I think we could get a – a Cadillac of new parts underneath that bridge. That's that's just my honest opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's people that agree with you. Um, I'm I'm somebody that would rather see something new and modern. And you know, this bridge has had its time and it's done its job. But now it's time to move on to something else. And I'd say the same thing for the Cape Bridges too. You know, eventually you've got to you've got to replace them because repla- replacing them becomes the the better option than constantly having to repair them.
2: No doubt, Darren. From a guy who travels them every day, I, I couldn't agree more. That's that, to be a little different circumstance. But, Tim, thank you for the time, sir. All right.
1: You have a great day. You too. And we can probably squeeze in another call or two, 508 996 0500. I do have to take my final break. Before I do that, though, I, listen, I can't go. I've got I've to go on Friday and have the surgery done, and I'll still be in the hospital recovering on Saturday. But that doesn't mean that you can't go for me. I want you to go for me to Stevie's Wine and Spirits in Fairhaven and have some cognac. Go down there and try some, sample some, and learn about cognac because it is a free in-person cognac class happening at Stevie's Wine and Spirits in Fairhaven this Saturday, January 20th. You get a chance to get out of the house and experience something new. You get to taste and learn about the origins and distillation process of two types of French brandies. Including the grapes that are used The regions in which they are grown And the barrel aging that makes them all uniquely different So again, it is a free class in tasting However, space is limited So you want to sign up now at Stevie's Wine and Spirits on Facebook Or visit the event page at stevieswineandspirits.com But Stevie's Wine and Spirits has become my go-to liquor store Because not only do I get to try things And sample all the purple dot items that they have before I buy them But I've learned so much I learned that I love rye by going there and learning about what exactly is the difference between rye and whiskey and all of these different types of whiskeys and what makes them different. You get an education, you get a chance to sample, and you get a great deal when you are ready to buy too. So whenever they have these tasting events, too, keep in mind that they always give a discount on the items that are tasted. So you can save some money while you're there as well. So check it out. Learn about Cognac this Saturday at Stevie's Wine and Spirits. All right, I've got to take a break here. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, let's take a phone call here. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM.
2: Good morning, my friend. Morning. You got a lot of people praying for you. When you get back, don't rush yourself. Pace yourself. Get good nutrition. Try to get as much rest as possible, and you'll do well.
1: Thank you, yes, it should should be easy i mean they're they're not worried about it, and it's just a matter of you know how soon can I go bowling when I come back? That's the important part because we're we're in last place right now or close to last place, so i I can't be gone for too long
2: what night do you guys
1: play up there uh Thursday nights
2: Thursday nights what
1: time uh, I think it's like six thirty six forty somewhere around there oh, I, I usually
2: bug you I okay, usually get there around six o'clock cool. But, uh, yeah, good luck. Who's going to come with you, a combination
1: of Jack and Brian? Yep, Jack will be here on, uh, on Friday, and then Brian will be here on Monday, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Maybe I'll be back as soon as Tuesday. Okay, buddy, be careful. All right, thank you so much. God bless. And uh, we were talking earlier about, I was mentioning the bathrooms <laughs> that I thought were the best ones at UMass Dartmouth. And DSY New Bedford says the best restroom at UMass Dartmouth is the Campus Center next to the vending machines. It's a one-toilet bathroom with a lock, man or woman, also in the new dorm building upstairs in the cafeteria. He's been walking around there for 45 years, so he, he knows the places to go. And my, my brother and I came up with an idea where we wanted to create an app. Where we rated public restrooms for people uh, because a lot of people are are nervous about it. They don't wanna, they don't wanna, you know, go to a public bathroom or sometimes you go and like you might go into a store and you don't realize there's two. You know, Walmarts usually have a two. The one right near the door, messy. The one in the back by the uh, layaway, usually pretty good. So uh, things like this. So we were gonna come up with an app, we were gonna call it Pooper. But then of course, somebody beat us to it and has an app that rates public restrooms. So. But my brother and I pride ourselves on the places that we've gone to and actually use the restroom. Like, oh, yeah, I use the restroom at the White House. Oh, I use a restroom at Buckingham Palace, you know. So anyway, uh, that's the bathroom talk portion of today. Stay tuned for South Coast Now with Chris McCarthy. I believe he does have the mayor coming on today. They'll talk more about that problem property uh, amendment that uh, Mayor Mitchell is looking for the city council to pass to be able to institute the higher fines sooner and to be able to also, have some amnesty for folks if they've gone a year without having any violations. So they can talk more about that. And of course, Chris will take your phone calls at 508 996 0500.